serving up amusement and occasional relevancy to the absent-minded community at large. This is Slow Death in the Afternoon Podcast. This episode was originally released on August 21st, 2011. Welcome to another episode of Slow Death in the Afternoon, the podcast. And I'm Jerry. And with me, of course, is my good friend Dan. Hi, and I'm Dan. I'm Dan. You're Dan. I'm, Dan. I'm, I'm still Dan, even though I was missing last week. Yes. Where Where were you? Well, um, I uh, now am a uh, Arizona resident. Oh, oh, that's oh, oh. Yes, okay. I have a, I have a place over there because of uh, California's nexus law. So I am now. Thank you, uh, California. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for booting my ass out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a place over there, and uh, I have a driver's license. And one thing I found out that no matter what state you're in, uh, driver's license pictures never turn out great. <laughs> I look like uh, honestly, I look like uh, Curious George. <laughs> in my in my driver's license It's really kind of sad. But um, yeah, but Arizona, um, hot as hell. Like yeah. when I was, uh, let's see, I think day two, it got up to 112 yeah. degrees. And now this is the funny part. So I'm over there with my uh, buddy who lives uh, in Arizona. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. actually, it's his house that I'm leasing. Uh, oh, okay. There, which is very cool. I've known him since third grade. But all that to say, um, we were talking, and he said, "Yeah, have you have you? This is like your first time to Arizona." I said, "No, I used to come out here for you know the Volkswagen shows back in the day." And he said, "Well, have you ever been here during the uh, the big uh, sandstorm? Sandstorm?" Oh, yeah, and I go, yeah. "What?" I go, "Sandstorms?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's uh, there's only two places in the world that have it. It's like uh, in the Middle East and here." Yeah. And I'm going, "What the hell?" I go, "Sandstorm." He goes, "Yeah, they call it a haboob." Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, he says it's called a haboob, which is ironic. I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I thought that's Sounds what Indian. they. I thought they called the. You know, uh, maybe that's Indian for laughing breasts. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he says, yeah, it's it's called the haboob, but it happens like uh, if the temperature gets up to a certain level, it causes this almost like a monsoon kind of wind. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a temperature inversion and all that. Yeah. Right, right. And I, I, I was born and raised in Arizona, so I remember these as a kid. Oh, that's right. You were, you were mentioning that earlier. Yeah. yeah wow. I see. I did not know that about you. How funny that I can know you for like thirty plus years and didn't know that you grew up in Arizona. I, I was right in the Sonora Desert, right on the outskirts of um, uh, Tucson. And um, I could walk across the street out into open desert. Now it's all like Walmarts and everything. And so right. I went back and saw the old neighborhood. It's sprawls taken over. Right. But I mean, you know, there's like huge desert tortoises. And my favorite thing in the world were horn toads. 
Oh re- yeah, right. Phones. They're like right. dinosaurs, you know, that that fit in your hand. Right. So that's that's all I really, you know, it's like I think Arizona, I think lizards. That's all you <laughs> all you remember is uh, yeah, lizards. lizards. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Um, all of the trucks, like the um, the pest control trucks, they all have scorpions on the side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a giant one on the roof. Yeah. What the hell is that about? It's like, I, you know, here I am, uh, a California boy, uh, terrified of black widow spiders because that's all you see on the extermination trucks here. Yeah. Over there, I don't have to worry about black widows, but I'm gonna get my ass stung by a scorpion. It, when I was like three years old, I got stung in the foot by a scorpion. Uh, according to my brother, I ran over and stepped on it barefoot on purpose. Oh. Um, and I think that's where my fear of spiders came from. And I'm terrified of scorpions. Really? Yeah, they're just they're just like they're, you know what? That's the funny thing about scorpions. They're fast. They're, they're fast like, and they're, they're faster sp- than lizards. Well, and they're they're spiders on steroids. Yeah, they are. That is exactly what they are. Spiders and, and instead of like biting you, they they have a stinger. Yeah. On on the end of a whip. Right. <laughs> so it's like Indiana Jones is an arachnid. Yeah. <laughs> God. So all this to say, yeah. Uh, so we're talking about the the dust storm thing, and and so well, uh, well, uh, just let's well I, I, we'll continue with what you're saying, but but let's remember to. S- Circle around back to the scorpions because I got something to tell you about scorpions. Go ahead. Oh, good lord! I hope I hope it's uh, that they're leaving the state. <laughs> it's just not not so much. Oh uh, no no no! Just uh, dust storms, all the sand in the air. Goodbye, paint on your car. Oh yeah, no kidding. And so we were talking about that, right? And I and I just offhandedly said, "Oh wow, that'd be kind of cool to see one." And so the very next uh, evening, <laughs> careful what you ask. Uh, exactly, <laughs> it's like holy crap, you know. It's like uh, what the hell? Uh, uh, there I am, uh, looking at the sky, and I'm going, you know, it's there's this big, huge brown, dark cloud over there. What the heck is that? And then I go uh, into the hotel room, and I get a text from my buddy, and he goes, "Monsoon season." dust storm coming your way in 15 minutes and i'm going what the hell and then i'm not even kidding you dude i took a quick shower and got dressed and i opened the window and it's like doomsday dude dark brown orange sky you can hardly see like five feet in front of you and it's just dust everywhere and it's windy and it's nasty and oh my gosh it was I hope you had your car car windows shut. I did, I did, and I also had the vent on uh, recirculate, not uh, the outside stuff. So. Yeah. So, but that was, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, my uh, first experience of Arizona. Glad to be there. Thanks for having me. When Stockton, you were never there for a peat storm. No. Oh. Well, you're lucky. They, they don't happen that often, but they did happen. Um, I remember at least a couple times in the '70s. Yeah. Anytime there was a drought there. You get the same thing, but it's with the peat dust in the Central Valley. And as it turns out, that's extremely dangerous because you can get the valley, valley fever in your lungs. Oh, dude, that and, ain't right. No, that's bad. Um, horrible. Wow. I die. never even heard of that. Good God. But scorpions. <laughs> I was I, I stayed at the Trump Tower this, this uh, uh, week uh, for a business thing. And it was amazing. But 
one of the cool things is being able to wander around downtown Chicago. I live, I live, you know, 40 minutes away, but I never go there because it's just like, I get so nervous about going into the big city and everything. Well, here I've got a home base there right. and I go out and wander around. It was really neat. And I found the, the, the local binnies and, and, um, for for those of you listening who don't know what that is, that's the the major. That's like the Bevmo of the area. And if you don't know what that is, it's a huge liquor store. Right. Well, uh, long time listeners will know because we've we've talked. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've they, both both Bevmo and and Benny should be paying us. Um, I think you're right. <laughs> in the reality, we're paying them. Yeah, I know. Basically, <laughs> thank yeah, you. I, yeah, I just spent another hundred twenty dollars on absinthe. Anyway, so. Uh, and uh, I'm sure lots of the listeners like, yeah, okay, that's old hat. I've already seen that, but I've never seen it before. They have all sorts of tequila now with scorpions in the tequila instead of worms. Have you oh. seen? Yeah, you seen that? Yes, I have, and it's what the hell? Who in the fuck is going to drink that? No, I, I wouldn't. Fuck. <laughs> Would you? Now we've had this conversation before. It's like why, 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 people. I know. Uh, putting a scarab beetle in absinthe is bad enough, but putting a poisoned creature in your in your tequila. I, I mean, I, I kind of guess I, I don't know. You know, no, I can't say that. I, I, I was trying to sound hip and cool. I don't understand the worm in the tequila. I don't get it. Well, I mean, I think we talked about that before. The the That goes back to a tradition where they would put, and this is just like from like the 1800s or earlier, they would put a worm in the tequila, and as long as the worm didn't dissolve, the tequila was good. <laughs> if the worm dissolved, don't drink the tequila. So that, it was it was a you know a a safety uh, indicator. Yeah. Obviously, so so it was sort of your that. fail safe, if you will. It was. It was. It was like you know uh, the warning signal, or or it was like the little tag you wear if you're going into a radioactive area, <laughs> something like that. Mm. So, wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, and I, but, yeah, Hey, any, any listeners out there, if you've had this tequila with the scorpion in it, let us, is, is it any good? Is it, does it make it better? What, what's the point? I mean, yeah. Is, is, the, is, is the, the, uh, is the scorpion still crunchy or is it soggy? <laughs> Are you supposed to eat the scorpion? That's another good question. Oh no. It's, I'm thinking you would, I, I'm thinking it's kind of like, uh, Eat everything but the tip of the tail. Right. right? Yeah, you don't want that. Good Lord. You, you pick your teeth with it. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. <laughs> Gross. That ain't right. Hey, it's a crab. It's <laughs> a land sort crab. of land crab. Land crab. <laughs> well, now, one thing I will say about, um, about Arizona is, uh, number one, none of the bars that I uh, visited had absinthe at all. Uh, did the, the Trump Tower. What? The Trump Tower did not? No. But the little crab shack place around the corner did. Are you kidding me? In fact, me? they were really proud of it. I said, do you have absence? And they go, oh, yes, we have absence. And he had like dig for it. He pulls it out and he sets it down like he's like a trophy. Like, it's lucid. Oh. And I said, no, oh. thank you. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, bummer. My bad. I did see Ameri- um, Ameriki... Oh, God. The Amerikesh Express? What is it? No, it's it's uh, that it's an absinthe made in Milwaukee. It's supposed to be really good. And it's America with a Q U E at the end. Ameriki? Ameri 
Qui? I knew how to pronounce this two weeks ago. Ameriqua? Ameriqua. That sounds good. But they had they had the they had the green and the red, and you wanted me to get you some of the red, so I oh, know yeah, where to that's get right. it. I know so, where to get it. Oh really? Yeah, it's, they it's got all, it. There. Yeah, I just have to go downtown. And and remember, we were we were like looking at their website, going, "Oh, pff, they're putting it in clear bottles." Well, they put it in a clear bottle, but the bottle is encased in a tube, a cardboard tube. Oh, okay. Well, then that's all right. Yeah, it's not so, so it's, horrible. It's, it's totally light sealed, so they're doing it really well. It only comes in a three, was it 375 liter, the, the small? Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. So it's like it's like uh, $30 for a 375 liter tube. Not that bad. Hmm. That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah. And, and if anybody uh, listening um, lives in the Chicago area, uh, there are two bottles left as of yesterday of... of um, clandestine in the south loop binnies it's on sale they're not going to bring it back how much how much was it forty dollars 39.99 for a for a 70 dollar bottle not bad no that is that is not bad at all my friend i bought one (sighs) and that's the last place i knew where to get it to i'm gonna have to send away from it from now on Hmm. anyway i'm sorry i completely oh no no we're talking about what was I talking? Oh, absinthe, <laughs> absinthe in the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting absinthe in Arizona. You, I, I think you were, you told me earlier something about the the waitress had some. Oh yeah, it was very funny at uh, this place called um, the Living Room, which is this great little. I don't even want to call it a lounge. It was it was well, it kind of was a lounge, but it was more like a a little appetizer wine bar restaurant that had a full bar. I guess, and they had a dude come in and play guitar and sing. It's kind of cool. Very laid-back place. I mean, I went and had some great bruschetta there. They had uh, like oh, this, awesome. like this um, steak bruschetta and this amazing like uh, gorgonzola um, vinaigrette bruschetta thing. So it was really, really great. So since they did not have, <coughs> excuse me, um, absinthe, so I just ordered a couple Maker's Marks and. Mm-hmm. Ate those, and so the waitress, you know, comes up, and of course, you ask, you have to ask a question, much like you did. Uh, I said, "So, uh, do you have any absinthe by chance?" She goes, "Well, no, I don't have any here, but I have some back in my house." And I was like, "Wow, awesome!" <laughs> She's gonna go get it for you. <laughs> well, I, I it was funny because I said, "Well, let's go," and I thought, "Ooh, that might sound like I'm trying to hit on her or something." I don't. <laughs> but uh, she was very nice, and we talked absinthe for about uh, ten minutes, and. She talked about how she first had it in uh, New Orleans and mm, stuff. So mm-hmm. we had a great conversation about that that stuff. So it was good. I mean, you know, people know about it, but no no place specializes in it. Which I is, know. That makes me very sad. It's like, uh, I don't know, kind of disturbing. And I'm hoping that, you know, things change. I, and we had that discussion. I said, why is it nobody markets it? There is no marketing. She goes, yeah, nobody really talks about it. I mean, the people who know are buying it, but... The people who are maybe buying it to try it think it's like, you know, hallucinogenic or, you know, all the crappy stuff that we've been trying to dispel. And, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's just kind of uh, sad to me that it's out there and nobody's doing anything with it. I guess maybe we should start our own marketing company. And, and, uh, <laughs> we basically are. Well, we we've got at least right two now. people who weren't on um, using, uh, using it. Use- <laughs> <laughs> the first one's free, people. 
<laughs> Which reminds me, when I was okay, the the restaurant in at the at the Trump Tower in the bar is is like this outside really nice bar like uh, on the 16th floor, so they call it 16, and it's an inside outside bar, so you can go sit on the you know, on the balcony and look out over the city. Um, when I I asked there, you know, do you have absent? They're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, you don't? No, 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 no. We don't serve that here. What? It was, and it, it was, I swear to God, it was like I was asking them if they could get me a joint. Seriously? <laughs> they, were that, they were that freaky about it. No, no. I, th- I think they were still under the impression that it was illegal. You know, a lot of people still are. I know. Like the, uh, the, uh, the one place that I found like a great selection, uh, which we'll go into later in the show, I bought three bottles uh, while I was there. Um, she looks, she looks at it and she goes, Oh, is that stuff legal? And I'm going, well, you're selling it here. Aren't you? <laughs> like, I'm going, what the hell? You know, what's wrong with you people? Oh, uh, I know that the guy I, I bought the, I say I bought um, a bottle of pa- um, Pacific yeah. and, and uh, La Clandestine. And I asked the guy at the, at the Binnie's and this, this is like this, you know, you could tell he's been working in a liquor store all his life. And I said, uh, "So you're, why are you why are you stop? Why, you're you're not going to carry the the clandestine anymore?" And he goes, "Well, I don't know. Was, you know nobody buys it. It's you know, sitting there collecting dust." I'm like, oh, Lord. some of the best absinthe in the world. Nobody's buying it, so they're not going <sighs> to." That's sad. Yeah, it's very frustrating. It is very frustrating. It does. It makes me very. Uh... But but I know when I start talking about it to to people and I it, you know I, I kind of get you know how I get kind of excited and, you know I'm all yeah that's really good and you blah 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 and they're always they I mean ninety percent of them look at me like you're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Your okay? What is this strange thing? They're, you know like oh oh my god he's a drug addict right? Kind of, you know so I, know. I I had the same thing happen a. a I had a uh, sticker on the back of my beetle that mm-hmm. said "God absinthe" with a question mark, and one uh, one of uh, acquaintance was uh, dropping someone off at the house, and then he called like he called my wife like fifteen minutes later and just launched into her. Of course, he wouldn't call me, but he launched into her about why does Dan have that sticker on the back of his car? Doesn't he know that that stuff will destroy you it'll kill you it's the end of the world and he just went on about you know it's oh, it's wow. like it's like a drug it's illegal it's like you shouldn't be doing that why are you promoting that stuff and well, it's like you know ugh. it is like a drug but so is all alcohol well yeah i mean even a red bull is like a drug so it it's is. like what the hell Coffee is a drug i know well, i just Coffee don't understand tea is a drug yeah. green tea is a drug it's a good drug i like green tea well i mean it's extremely good for you yeah. And and it so, actually tastes good when you uh, add a sugar cube to it. Yeah. So it is like absinthe. <laughs> Maybe you could you could uh, like um, pour the tea over the sugar cube on a spoon <laughs> and light it on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do that. That'll take a while. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, why isn't this tea lighting up? <laughs> um, but you have to do it before you put it in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this doesn't taste like tea anymore, does it? Oh, it sure doesn't. Why are the cops coming around my house? <laughs> Why? Well, I shouldn't have put it in that pipe, I guess. I'm <laughs> smoking tea. <laughs> yeah. Not a problem, officer. It's just lifting. It's, it's, yeah. 
Just it's Oolong. With, yeah, it's Oolong. All right, you're coming with us right now. Yeah, really. <laughs> Charged with first degree Oolonging. <laughs> so, um, I was very excited. Your, oh, what? sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, please. I was walking all over you. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to put something in your hookah. You do. You have to. And <laughs> might just, as well be tea. <laughs> might as well be Oolong. Yeah. So, all right. So, I'm very excited. Can I can I talk about the uh, the, yeah, purchase, yeah, yeah. the purchase I made? Because yeah. I went to uh, the Bevmo in Arizona, mm-hmm. and dude, I kid you not, the only thing they had there was Perno. Oh, well, okay. Uh, which is fine. I'm I'm okay with Perno. I'm good with Perno. Uh, Perno, uh, Grand Absente, and Lucid. That mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. The only thing they had. The, so, the three that have the best marketing. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So I was driving around because I needed stuff for, you know, for my uh, new place. For my yeah. place, and there's an IKEA and uh, oh, perfect. You gotta love IKEA. I love IKEA. Yeah, they don't have absinthe. No, but you, <laughs> they have tables that will hold it. Yeah, and glasses you could drink it out of. Yeah, they do actually. They they have they that. probably even have spoons. You know they do. I I didn't see any slotted spoons, but I suppose you could get like a big colander, <laughs> put a sugar cube in there. That's an awfully big spoon, Dan. Well, nah. I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna a spatula. <laughs> I'm gonna spatula. I'm gonna drain spaghetti with it later. Um, so uh, there's this place called uh, Total Wine and More. Oh. I had never heard of this place, and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna go in there. I mean, it. it, it I, at first I thought it was strictly wine, and then very small letters underneath it says and more. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess that someone called them on their their lie because they weren't total wine they were total wine beer and snacks and all this other stuff so they added and more to the end so mm-hmm. I go in there and I go up to the guy you know and I always I don't know why Jerry I always feel a little bit shy when I when I go into a larger store and ask if they have absinthe I don't know why I feel <laughs> you're afraid the alarms are going to go I off guess so I guess I'm afraid that the SWAT guys are going to drop from the ceiling. <laughs> But I go, uh, uh, where's your absinthe at? And he goes, up oh, right over here. So, dude, he turns the corner, and there is like an entire shelf. I mean, they've got Perno, They've got uh, Grand Absinthe. They had Absinthe, of course, but that's whatever. They had uh, Lucid. They had Manson. They had mm-hmm. uh, Kubler. They had all these great, these great absinths. And then there were these three that I'd never heard of before. Oh, really? Yeah. One, uh, they had Lafitte. As well, which is very surprising. Not a lot of places carry that. Oh, okay. But, dude, peep this. They had uh, this uh, absinthe by the makers of Lafitte called NV. NV, I've heard of that. Yes, and I had never had it. I mean, I like Lafitte. Lafitte's a great everyday drinking absinthe. So I picked this thing up, and I'm looking at it, and it's only uh 38% alcohol which means that's what uh 70 70 something proof 70 something proof which is really low on the absinthe yeah. scale but however it's still got alcohol it's still got wormwood so i bought a bottle of that and dude this is the best part uh what is it 750 milliliters mhm 18 bucks oh i'm not kidding you so i had to pick that up cuz that was like that was a gimme uh, then there was this other brand that I'm, I'm looking at here called Mephisto. Oh, I've heard of it. Mephisto, oh, I never... Oh, I saw it in San Francisco. I didn't buy it, though. Yeah. It was kind of pricey. Yeah, well, this wasn't bad. This was only 35 bucks. Really? Yeah. 
Super cheap, dude. I'm not even kidding. It'd probably be worth your while to go to uh, Total Wine, see if they do mail order. Maybe they can ship you some. Well, I'm thinking maybe I should be searching around in other places than, you know, my normal haunts. That could be too. I don't even know if uh, if this Total Wine place is like only in Arizona. I didn't even go online to look and see. But, but you maybe gotta, they're all over. You got to think, man. You know, they probably carry specialty items. You yeah. Know, and that's that's part of their draw. Yeah. This is the Chicago area. I bet it's, um, yeah. Anyway, carry so, on. They had that, and they had this other one that I had heard about and had never tried. It wasn't La Sorceress, was it? No, 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 no. Okay. It's definitely not that. That I mean, good Lord, who, who the hell knows what that's all about. Oh, that I, I, that's one of the ones I bought in California. It turned out to be another brandy-based one. I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. What is well, it? Uh, it's, uh, what's, it what's, what's it? it? What is it? What's what it? is it? What is it? It's uh, it's uh, distilled on the East Coast uh, in uh, in Philadelphia, of all places. Okay. And okay. it's called Vier Carie. Oh, I've heard of that too. Yes, which means if you if you look at the translation, my friend, it stands for Old Square. Mm-hmm. For those of us who are uh, Viva la France. I don't know where they came from. I just like throw that in. Uh, but it's got a great bottle. I mean, the bottle was amazing. And it apparently won uh, the gold medal in the spirits competition in 2009. Oh, cool. Now, that was a little more pricier. Uh, that was like 59 bucks for the bottle. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd heard so many good things about it. And it's uh, one of the, it was actually the first uh, uh, absinthe distilled on the East Coast mm-hmm. uh, when the ban was lifted. So I've got. Uh, three bottles sitting here on my desk, and uh, gonna crack them open. Huh? I'm gonna crack uh, crack a couple open. I mean, we we can spread this out over a couple episodes because uh, you know I sure. don't I don't want to hog all the airwaves with uh, <laughs> with me drinking. But uh, which one do you want me to try? You you pick one, and I'll try it. Uh, try the NV. The NV. Okay. Well, let's, yeah, because I'm curious about that. It's in a screw top bottle, as all good absents are. Here, you can hear me crack <laughs> the. There, hear it. Hear it cracking. Yeah. Very nice. Let's see how it smells. The one it, thing that really pissed me off about um, about Jade yes. is it had a had a cork like a wine cork. They had to use a corkscrew to get out. Yes. And the cork disintegrated. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> it was a, it was pissed me off. Anyway, so well, so it smells. It, it's got um definitely a high licorice mm-hmm. smell. And it, it smells a lot like Lafitte that I that I recall. You know, makes for, sense. Yeah, which which you would think. So I'm going to pour some in my little uh, my taboo absinthe glass because it's a small one. I'm not I'm not drinking to get lit. I'm just drinking strictly for scientific reasons, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so let me let me pour a little in here. Let's. The absinthe blinded you with mm. science. <laughs> science. Science. Wow, it does have a nice smell. Now they they are saying that you should either drink this straight, oh. or in a cocktail. They're they're not really talking about, um, according to their website anyway. Um, they're just saying, yeah, you should either drink it straight, or they have like a couple recipes, like a mojito, or uh, with an energy drink, or whatever. Oh, if you're gonna drink it with an energy drink, do an amp. Yeah, actually, amp is is not a bad one. Amp tastes like Mountain Dew, and and we all know that Mountain Dew 
or at least I know that Mountain Dew goes well with absinthe. Right, exactly. Well, let me sip it straight and see what that's all about. Because they're saying you can drink it straight, which I guess when you have such a low alcohol content, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably okay. But let's let's see what this. Meanwhile, I'm going to War Mode Society and I'm going to check it out. <sighs> wow, it's definitely. Um, It tastes like good and plenty. <laughs> like like no fooling. Like this tastes like good and plenty. And I'm not a huge fan of good and plenty. But uh, let me let me add a little water to it and see what happens. I've got a little okay. of water here and let's let's see what Well Lucia's up nice. Actually it, it turns a, a really nice uh, jade green. Okay, according according to Wormwood, NV Absinthe Verde is not a true absinthe. Really? Mm, they they rate it rather low. Wow. I mean, I trust their I trust their ratings. I mean, this is like well, I mean, I I I I definitely agree that they are the Wormwood Society is is the place to go to check things out. But I don't agree with. Yeah, on all things, as you know, we all have our own taste, right? So, well, I can tell you, uh, mixed with water is it's not much better. <laughs> it's it's actually uh, it's okay. I mean, uh, could I sit and drink this? Sure, I could totally sit and drink. Okay, this. compare it against. Oh gosh. Um, Be careful what you what you put it up against because I'd put this compare down. it against uh, Lucid. Wow, man, dude, Lucid first. I'd pick Lucid over this. Okay, and not not because uh, how about uh, how about against La Torment? Oh, good. I'd I'd, I'd drink a whole bottle of this uh, straight uh, before <laughs> I even picked okay. up the bottle of that. This this now hear me correctly. This is not horrendous. It's just not, um, and I think it's due to the low alcohol content, to be honest with you. It doesn't really have a bite like you expect absinthe to have. It, this is really high uh, anise. It's very, um, yeah, and I'm going to guess that they colorized it. Not, yeah, with, not with herbs, but I'll bet you there's like a... They, a, they say it looks synthetic looking, but they say not much of a sense of anise of any type. And you're saying there's a lot. Well, I, that's what I smell, unless they've got uh, uh, something else going on in here. They don't have a list of the ingredients, which is odd. But, uh, yeah, that's okay. Oh, I mean, this was reviewed by Michael Myers. Well, well you know, <laughs> when, you're, when you're not terrorizing Haddonfield, Illinois, on Halloween night, I guess you got to go uh, review absinthe. Yeah, this is all right. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I think they are smart by uh, labeling it as a mixer. Yeah. Because they're suggesting ginger ale. I'll bet this is great with uh, Mountain Dew. I bet it is. Because it's low alcohol. You could probably drink a lot of it. And um, Well, if I ever see this, I might get some just as – because you said it's actually rather inexpensive, right? Dude, 18 bucks a bottle. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd buy that and drink it with Mountain Dew and be happy. Yeah, so just, <laughs> and actually you could drink more of it because you're not getting as uh, plowed. Yeah. And I'll, I'll save the I'll save the real stuff for the real 
uh, you know, the, the sugar cube and everything. Right. Okay, so uh, NV, I guess uh, if we had to give it a, uh, a spoon rating, I would give it a spoon rating of two and a half spoons. Okay. Uh, just so, because. And what, what's the high? Five spoons or ten? Uh, yeah, I think we better go ten spoons. So, but yeah, I, I'll put... Well, then I have to move it up a notch because it's probably about a it's probably about a three point five spooner. Okay. On a on a scale of one to ten, if it was a if it was a five spooner, I'd say a one spoon, right up there with uh, uh, definitely above uh, Le Torment and right below Lucid. How about that? Okay. So that's so what that's I, my review for Envy. I'll I'll put a Pacifique up. Uh, at least an 8.5, maybe a 9 spoon. Whoa, 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 oh, it's whoa. It's really good. Slow down, young man. Because, I mean, oh, and so my scale would be the, the, the 10 spoons would be Manson because that's my favorite. Wow. And <laughs> I'd have to say Versinth is, is up there too, but I'm, I'm sure many people would not agree with me on that. Right. It's that just that spoke to me, <laughs> wow. and I can't get it anymore. It's gone. I know that's very sad. Isn't that sad when you find stuff that you like and then well, it just is? I was really happy that I was getting it for like thirty dollars a bottle, and I was able to buy three bottles. Or, no, what? What did I? I think I got five bottles all together. Right. When it was going on clearance over like three paychecks. Oh, you gotta love that. So I was I was cruising on that for quite a while. The problem is I started liking it so much I was drinking it more. And oh hey, I want to do a shout out to yeah. anybody coming in from Second Life. Thank you for breaking in and listening. And oh, what what did you do? I I set us up at least for a month. I set up a shop, which is basically a web page in 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 a kind of a three D environment. Right. For, for uh, Slow Death in the Afternoon podcast. And, oh, uh, nice. I'll post uh, – actually, I already put it on Twitter. I posted a picture. Twitter, you could post pictures directly to Twitter now. Did you see that? No. Um, oh, and you were saying something about not being able to do our Twitter. All, anything that you put on our Facebook automatically goes to that Twitter. Oh, it does? Yeah, so oh, anything nice. that you put on our Facebook page goes to Twitter. So we don't have to double up. No. Oh, well, that's exciting. So, yeah, because it, it went out on Twitter that you you had picked up three different absences. Wow. That's kind of, oh, who uh, commented? Full commented? review coming soon. Uh, Brian Fairley says, like, within the hour? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, kind of. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> kind of. And with that, I'll kind of, uh, I'm going to also go make myself another absinthe. So I'll be right back. Okay. And don't worry, I'll just cut the, you know. The, right, all the awkward silence. Yeah. Unless you want to sing to him or something. Ah, uh, sure, I'll sing to him. Not a lot of good singing here, my friends. I haven't had that much to drink. Uh, in fact, uh, while Jerry is getting his own absinthe, I will say this. Um, there is a severe lack of good cigar bars in Arizona. Uh, everyone I went to uh, to try to get a cigar was closed. It's very sad. So don't try to find absinthe or cigars in Arizona because... Uh, it's almost like they're uh, illegal. Okay, I'm back. All right. What what absinthe are you getting? The Pacifique? Um, that was my last one. I'm doing some jade right now. What uh, what one do you want me to try now? The expensive one. Oh, okay. All right. The uh, Vieux Carré. Yeah. Actually, I have to I have to admit I have to admit I went online to find out how to pronounce it. <laughs> 
and they have this Good great for page. You. They have this great page that actually you you press a button and it uh, you can either download the M- MP3. In fact, here I'll send it to you and you because I had to listen to it like 85 times before I actually said it. So <laughs> so if you go back when you're editing and listen, go. Why doesn't he say the name of this? This is really kind of odd. Uh, it's because I was listening to it. So instead of uh, my name is Michael Caine, you can throw this in. <laughs> okay, that was perfect. Because okay. it's a very funny, it's uh, the guy's uh, very funny. My name? View Carey. That's it right there. <laughs> my name is View, View Carey. <laughs> All right, let me, open up, let me open up the... View Carey. And see... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> it, it won't stop. What is it you're opening up? I'm opening up the... View Carey. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of like we got absinthe Tourette's. <laughs> Wapner's on in ten minutes. So I'm opening up the bottle of... View Carey. <laughs> and... <laughs> That was me. That wasn't him. That was really good. Was it? Very <laughs> yeah, good. I thought it was him. I am Michael Caine. <laughs> All right, so I'm opening a bottle. So the View Carry. First smell, definitely more alcohol. Um, wow. Got a lot of, um, I'm smelling a lot of lemongrass and fennel. I got a little bit of an allergy thing, so I could be way off on this. Um I can hear your nose. Yeah, it's all sniffly. <laughs> um, wow, this is really good smelling. Um, let's see what their ingredients are on the uh, side here. Well, uh, grand wormwood, petite wormwood, green and star anise, fennel. I call. I got the fennel right. Uh, Melissa, uh, hyssop, and spearmint. Damn it, that's what I was smelling. I was going to say uh, spearmint. Mint. That's kind of unusual, isn't it? Yeah, it's very unusual. But there, I totally get this, the spearmint and the fennel. Wow, that's really nice. All right, let's pour this in a glass and see uh, see what happens here. I'm not going to drink a whole lot, because otherwise I'll be doing like the podcast me. and nobody will be on the on the other end. <laughs> be after we hung up. I thought he was still on. I did another four hours of podcasting. Wow, this has really got a nice... Um, Man, that spearmint is totally working. Dude, oh my god. Good stuff, huh? Straight? Wow. I could drink this with a couple of ice cubes. That Awesome. Awesome. That, that fennel and spearmint thing is like, oh my gosh. That is like uh Wow. That is like heaven in a bottle right there. It's so got, you got- Ten spoons there, huh? I'm well. I, I'm not sure yet because I haven't. I want to be fair about this, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna add a little bit of water and starts to loose up. Right, let's see what this looks like. It's really nice. It's more of a golden green than uh, a straight green when it's loosed. Um. Wow, that thing opens up like a rose when you put water in it. Oh, my God, that smells so good. Wow, I'm very excited about this. No wonder it won uh, uh, 2000. Let's see. Let's do the uh, the now uh, mixed test, see how it tastes. Wow, that is so drinkable, dude. I'm not so even it's, kidding. It's definitely up in the top three spoons. I'm, I'm going to say this is like, this is a strong seven pushing an eight. 
Like I am not even kidding. This is this is one of this. What what is a jade? Oh, for jade for me. Um, jade ten for you. Man, yeah, jade is is pretty damn tasty. Um, yeah, I I like jade, especially the stuff that uh, you had the nineteen. What was it? Nineteen oh eight or nineteen eighty eight or some wacky crap. But um, wow, man, that is so good. I, I'm really I'm I'm a fan. I'm I'm turning into a total Ooh, okay. fanboy of this. And it's from cool. Pennsylvania of all places. How about that? Yeah, that's that that's really cool that we've got we we now know personally of two different places here in the United States. Oh, actually three, because you, you spotted the Henry third. Yes, right, right, right. So really good absinthe right here produced in the United States. Yep. Folks, uh you heard it here. Second or third. <laughs> That uh, you can actually get good absinthe in the U.S. of A. Wow, it doesn't, doesn't have to come from Switzerland or France. No, it doesn't come from Czechoslovakia. Oh, for God's sakes! I know it's like people, please. No, this is really good. I am. I'm all about this. Via uh, Carrie. So you can add that in. You Carrie. Yeah, you can scratch mine and put uh, put that in there. No, no, I liked yours. Oh, wow, that was so good. Here, let me rinse out the glass because I got one more to try. Man, oh, we're, we're, try all three. I'm oh. going to try all three. Woohoo! Now I'm only doing very small glasses, so don't think I'm sitting here getting all uh, hammered. <laughs> well, you know, I bought these two, right? These two new ones. So I had to try them yesterday. Right. Okay, I figured out what I need to do. I have to stop at two. <laughs> two is your limit. Is that is that your? I, uh... I have to stop at two. Because after the third one, the switch is thrown, or the switch the switch is disabled. Wow. And I keep going. So two is your cutoff point. Yeah, I have to, uh, on, on absinthe, I have to cut myself off at two. And if I have a really big 22-ounce strong beer at home, which I don't actually do anymore, i got to cut myself off at one. Wow. Because that's like drinking a six-pack. Well, you know, uh, at least you found your... Um your cutoff point. A lot of people don't don't. Well, I do I used to have an automatic one, which is why I, I kind of trusted it. Right. But apparently, it's disabled now or something. Because I mean, I would have three drinks, and this was for years. After the, when I hit three drinks, I would feel this thing like oh, I better not do this anymore, and I would stop. I would just stop. Wow. And so I'm like, I don't have a problem. I th- that doesn't happen anymore. But also on drink, I think what it is is I'm drinking much stronger alcohol. Oh. I'm not going to go off on that tangent again. I know we bored people with that last time. Right. So. No, I don't think we bored them. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think I we made a lot of people concerned. You know, oh, I saw Pat. Oh, um, you did Pat, see Pat. Pat was in town. Oh, and, and excellent. he was talking to me about that. <laughs> was he? Did you get a, did you get a talking to yeah, he's like um, he was. He was said. I think he was. He and um, our friend Tim were saying we're talking about an intervention here. Wow. <laughs> well, let's call up. Uh, I mean, let's get some mileage out of that intervention. We'll call up A and E and get them to do the show. And I'll come over there. I'll I'll sit there. And then here's what here's the twist. Like yeah. we'll have everybody going. Jerry, you need to stop. And I'll I'll just suddenly flip sides <laughs> and go pour out some absence here, dude. Sit, let, let's talk about this. Have a drink. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> I'll just mess them up. 
Mr. Lebert, please leave the room. We're trying to intervent. I'm intervention your intervention. <laughs> An intervention, intervention. It's a reinvention. Stop the, stop inter- the intervention. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, Sisti is the mother of intervention. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. So how was Pat? Pat was good? Pat was good. I think he and I were both freaking out at seeing each other because it had been close to 30 years since we've seen each other in the, in the, in the flesh, to speak. Oh yeah! Wow, I I did not know this. Oh well, I was gonna actually say something. That was a weird tangent. I don't know. I don't know how we got off on that, but I don't know how and how I. Sorry, it's the absent. <laughs> I blame the absent. It definitely fires my uh, synapses. That's for sure. Via Curry. My name is the air Curry. My name is Vieux Pontelier. Not many people know how to pronounce <laughs> <Not> that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm opening up uh, this Mephisto. Oh, okay. All right, so. Oh, let's... do we have any questions yet? Nope, nothing yet. Uh, you know, we got to remember to do this earlier in the show because we're like almost half, three quarters done, and I think we were late in the game. Yeah, that's true. All we'll right. get a bunch of them. We'll have to save them. Oh, I do have some stuff saved. Oh. While you're opening that up, let me open up my Gmail. Let's see here. Because let's, we, let's we have some this listener up. feedback. Now, uh, while we're waiting for Gmail to load, um, Mephisto is from Austria. Okay. Home of our good friend Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, 60, what is this, 63? Nope, 65% alcohol, 130 proof, which is a good uh, good size. Um, Wormwood Society, not too impressed with this. Gave it three out of five stars, which is okay, well, I guess. Well, I mean, if, if it's three out of five, they're, they're still considering it good. I mean, they, they give, they actually like um, Lucid. And they gave it three stars. I think it was originally three. I think it was more than that, and they knocked it down since they, you know, there was more out there to try. But dear future listeners, uh, back in 2011, Lucid was not that great, but in 2019, it's pretty darn good. And so, please ignore any Lucid bashing you're going to hear in this episode because it's no longer true. Wow! So, good God, this thing smells like cinnamon. It smells like cinnamon? Yeah, like huge, huge cinnamon. I mean, I hope I'm not, because uh, I read Wormwood uh, Society's review of it and said that they they smelled a lot of cinnamon, but man, they are so freaking right on. It's like kind of kind of scary. Man, that is like <laughs> serious cinnamon. This, this smells almost like a Yankee candle. <laughs> cinnamon schnapps, huh? Seriously. Well, let's see. Hold on. Let me, in the glass, it looks... Uh, Man, it's very pale green. It almost looks watered down. Mm-hmm. This is like uh, kind of scaring me a little bit because it reminds me a lot of the Czechoslovakian crap, just in the color. It's a very pale. It's almost like a um, man. It's almost like what would happen at a bar if they poured out half the bottle and filled the rest with water and it didn't louche. Ooh. Yeah, it's like really pale. But that cinnamon smell is not not bad. I mean, it's not horrid. I mean, no, don't just, prejudge it. It might be pretty good. Yeah, but I, I know. I'm, I'm a good, doubt if it's going to go well with the Mountain Dew. No, not with that cinnamon. I mean, it might go cinnamon. good with like a, a root beer. It's. It sounds like it's going to taste good straight. 
holy crap. This tastes just like cinnamon, um... Schnapps? Ah, with a really weird aftertaste. Good God. <laughs> Dude, the first the first taste straight, like, was total, like, an explosion of cinnamon. Like, you know, um... Goldschlager. That's no, no, no. Not even Goldschlager. You know what it tasted like? You remember those cinnamon toothpicks? Yeah. Okay. Take, like, 400 of those and break them in <laughs> half and throw them all in your mouth. <laughs> That's exactly the taste that I got, including the woodiness of that. And then... Oh, weird. Yeah, and then after I swallowed it and it, like, sat there for a second, it, like, turned into this... There, there is no licorice taste in this at all. There's no no, no anise. If, if anise is in here, uh, you're going to need uh, Indiana Jones to find it. Because... <laughs> I can't taste anything that tastes remotely like. Um... Wow, man! Well, what's the name of this, this one again? Uh, this is Mephisto. Mephisto. Okay. Absinthe classique. Classic absinthe that has cinnamon in it. Yeah, I know. It's. It must be Christmas absinthe. <laughs> Christmas. All right, let's pour some water in. Oh, good God! It doesn't even. Oh, it got even like. Hardly, uh, it hardly louched at all. It's just kind of this even paler green than when it started liquid. So, uh, mm. oh well, uh, it now uh, the cinnamon uh, smell opened up to a smoother cinnamon smell with the water. And uh, let's let's try a little. Oh, oh dude, I must have added too much water to it because this is like. Watered down. I'm not kidding you, Jerry. This tastes like if you open up four packs of those cinnamon uh, uh, toothpicks and stuck them in a glass. <laughs> poured water in it. Poured water in it. Made tea out of it. Dude, this is this is uh, cinnamon toothpick tea. Is exactly what this tastes like. Good Lord. Well, here you have it. Mephisto cinnamon toothpick tea. Wow. Oh, Unless you like cinnamon toothpicks, then... Go you for know it. what? I would probably, um, man. You'd, it sounds like you would rate. Uh, um, I'd put in V before this. This is like this is weird, man. This is like how about La, La Torment? Would La Torment be better than that? Oh no, no I have oh. not found anything worse than La Torment right now. This oh. is this is just weird. I mean, I don't even. It, it, they call it an absinthe classic. What the hell? What's the classic recipe they got this from? Like. Uh, Absinthe, the Christmas story. It it tastes like something you would serve uh, at Christmas time. Oh, save it for Christmas, dude! I'll bet this would be great in like uh, like a shot of this in like oatmeal cookies. <gasps> oh, you see what I'm saying? You see where I'm yeah. at? But mm-hmm. yeah, mixing it. Oh man, I'm trying to think of what kind of cocktail you would make where you want a real alcoholic cinnamon uh, flavor. Maybe coffee. That might be good. A there you go. A cup of coffee. I might have to try that. Uh, what well, was that you call that? Is it that the red eye? Oh, the eye opener. The, oh yeah, the eye okay. opener. But they use Lafitte normally. So, but yeah, wow, this is really. I'll, I'll try try the NV with it too. Oh, the NV probably would be even better because it's not as strong. Remember, we were talking about um, <sighs> coming up with an an absinthe um, a label. Oh, yeah, like, right. It was kind of like Bartles and Hemingway or something. Yeah, yes. 
And then I said, "Battle abs, uh, battle fairy, battle fairy." Yes, so yes, we, yes. We, we got a comment back from uh, Melanie, and she says, "How about bombardier absinthe with the green fairy on the nose of a classic World War II fighter?" I like that. Isn't that cool? That is a great idea. That is awesome. Bombardier, bombardier. absinthe. That's I, that's I, something we can market. That. I bet we can market that. Oh, easy bombardier absinthe. That is brilliant. You know, here's here's an interesting idea. You know how they do um, they do all sorts of open source things now right. that that even that doesn't even have anything to do with um, with software. Sure. I wonder if we could get a loose conglomeration of people from all sorts of different um, companies to do a an open source absinthe project. Interesting. Tell me more. Uh, I just, I'm not, it's just, this is occurring to me as I speak. So I don't have any details, but we could, we could like put it out there. Hey, anybody out there is listening who has the wherewithal to be able to make absinthe and maybe someone else who can bottle it and maybe someone else who can distribute it. Why don't we just kind of like all just let's, let's, let's make bombardier absinthe. Let's come together. Let's come together, and then Melody could do the bottle, the the label, and it'll be like this group project over the internet to create an absinthe of our own. Dude, maybe uh, here, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think about this? What if we went on, uh, what's it called? Jumpstart, Kickstart, Jumpstart, yeah, Jumpstart, and we we propose this idea where we are going to make the world's first open source absinthe, but we need cash, obviously. Here's here's the problem. I I don't have any time to work on it. <laughs> no, neither do I. But I'm just saying we get a lot of money and then we just skip to Florida or something. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Let's we, do it. We, yeah, we we just uh, solicit money and once we hit like about uh, three to four hundred thousand dollars, I think we could split that and you and I could just go to uh, Mexico, and then we uh, could make our absinthe down there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So there. Yeah, so folks, please support our uh, early retirement. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, you no. Well, I was serious though. I mean, we could probably do something like this, but oh, I'm, I'm serious. Maybe maybe even with Kickstarter. I, I'm, I'm serious I, too. I can't run or administrate. I just don't. I don't no. have time. I, I who does? Nobody does. But but someone out there might. Yeah, so, but well, so I want to. I don't the listeners. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to let that great idea go into the ether and someone uh, take it away, and then uh, we'll be sitting here doing our podcast uh, ten years from now, going, "Yeah, that son of a bitch is making forty million dollars off the uh, open source absinthe." Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, it's, I don't know. That's what our open source is about. You just give things yeah, away. I guess so. All right, just remember us, will you please? When yeah, uh, just like send us free absinthe, especially if it's good. Yeah, okay, all right, there you go. That's our fee. Uh, yeah, that's our fee. Just send us, you know, just keep us stocked. That's our love fee. Until, until our livers destroy, yes. self-destruct. My name is Pierre Carit. So My name is Dead Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you remember how they had those, uh, those, those books, like this was probably like 20 years ago or something. You know, I'm like, I'm like Ted's arm. Oh yeah, that was. I, a I think we, club too. we we should do uh, we should do this. I'm Jerry's liver. <laughs> I like that. I think we could make that happen. This is Dan's exploding rage. 
Yeah, exactly. Which is so funny because I'm so not the exploding rage guy. But I, I don't know what it is when when I sit here and start talking. It's just I guess I'm kind of like it's like my my id. <laughs> kind of like kind of like I'm a pretty normal laid back guy. Uh, but like when we start podcasting, it's like my internal Cartman comes out. <laughs> well, I I. The Green Fairy releases my id quite a bit, mm. which is why I like it, because that's why I like writing under the influence, because I I, I write things I normally not have the balls to write. You sure. know what I mean? No, I my, hear you. Because my, my filter would be up, and I go, oh, I can't say that. Right. And then, then the problem is going back and editing it, going, oh, my God, do I keep that in? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> yes. I'll show them all. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, wow, we've had a we've had a pretty absent uh, absent centric show today. Yeah, we've uh, covered a lot of ground. We covered uh, four four absents. Uh, yeah. In fact, I've got some more. Here's here's Pat's review of um, Pacific. Oh, oh, oh! Please, because I'd love to. I'd love to hear the comparison between what you uh, said and what Pat said. So go ahead. Okay, okay. So I'm just going to read it verbatim. <clears throat> this is this is from an email. This was the first time I've had ever, I've ever had any absinthe. I'm a complete novice in this regard and have only tried this brand, so I don't have any other absinthe to compare it to. However, I do have these thoughts, random as they are. I am fascinated with the whole louche process. I think it's magical, both visually and from an odor perspective. When I added the water slowly, it seemed the whole room got the absinthe odor and quite pleasant at that. Yes. He's not He's not uh, mistaken on that. There is this... Yeah. It, there's something amazing happens when you add the water to it. Unlike any alcohol that I've ever uh, experienced, with the exception of maybe a real... Um, uh, PD scotch. Mm-hmm. Like when you add water to absinthe, it just like blossoms. It turns into this. I, I don't know. It just changes. You release it's, the green fairy. You do. You do. So uh, there you go. Battle fairy. So, so it goes on. He says, I loathe licorice, but I really like the flavor of this. Perhaps oh. it was a combination of the herbs and the recipe. Whatever the case, I can tell the distiller knew what he was doing. And I had a quality product. Sweet enough, but not like a dessert or a candy. At about a four to five to one ratio, I was amazed at the lack of alcohol burn there was in the taste. I mentally knew um, this was at over 60% alcohol content, but it didn't taste like that. Smooth like a lowland scotch or like a, a, a black bush Irish whiskey, yet no burn. Wow. And then he says, I know what Jerry talks about, that there is a definite buzz, but you don't necessarily think you're drunk. That is until you're done and you're, with your drink and you try to stand up. Yes. And so that, that was his that was his um, his experience with the Pacific, which I now get to share because I, um, I like it. I like it. I like the fact that it's made in the United States, too. So wait, if I could, like, drive there. Wow. <laughs> But well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try some now. I now that now that we have two solid, uh, positive reviews. Yeah, and and it's highly rated by the Wormwood, which you know has. Uh, I know we disagree on some things, but sure. but it is a good you know ruler. Yes. Oh, definitely, definitely. Don't don't do not discount uh, 
their the wormwoodsociety.org is uh, highly recommended to anybody who has anything to do with absinthe or is interested in it. One, one thing I noticed about um, a lot of the absinthe drinkers in the Chicago area, I haven't met them yet, but I, but but I've seen their pictures and and read like kind of their their thoughts and things uh, on and their their blogs and they tend to be and I'm wondering if this is uh, widespread they they tend to be rather goth on the edge piercings tattoos you know really edgy fringy artistic um, intelligent people. And I'm wow. kind of, even though I'm, I don't, I don't, I, I had earrings at one point. I don't have them anymore. Um, no nipple piercings, no tattoos, um, not exactly goth. Uh, I still am drawn to these people for some reason. You know, it's just, I, I really, I, I like him, but I'm afraid to approach him because I'd be an outsider to him. You know what I mean? Sure. But what? I, I, but that those are the people, at least in this area, that and, and this is a huge generalization. So I'm I'm sorry about that. But that seems to be, um, the majority of the people who are vocally online talking about buying absence and everything in this area. And I'm wondering if that is actually the norm, or because then then you go to the Wormwood Society and it's like a bunch of professors and you know you know. Right. Well, so. I don't know. You know, that's that's uh, very interesting. Uh, because most of the people in my early um, days of absinthe experimentation were um, regular Joes. I mean, uh, I would say I was probably the uh, oldest of mm-hmm. the of the group, and um, they're all just regular guys in different areas of uh, life. I mean, one guy worked in the theater. A couple guys worked. Uh, it was just very, very, very. None of them were goth. Uh, the, the, I find that very surprising. Well, I don't find it very surprising that uh, that there was a lot of goth people um, that you encountered who were who were into it. But yeah, I, it's very strange. Um, that's why I I think it's so interesting that it seems like maybe the the more vocal ones are more goth. I don't know uh, because it's kind well, of you, edgy you and kind of. If you think about it, though, back when we were of college age right we would have been goth yeah you, you were proto goth we already talked about this in another podcast you right. were like grandpa goth i i was grandpa goth yeah because <laughs> it's so funny because it's like uh, people who know me can't can't believe that i'm into like horror films and yeah heavy metal and all that just because it's it's so if you were to look at me you'd go oh he's uh you know he may be a motorcycle guy but he's just a regular regular joe so i don't know it's just it's very very strange we have a, a comment um from from a listener uh, uh, new to us or at least that uh, we haven't heard from before this is actually from a couple episodes ago and i forgot to mention it in the last one so it's it's um i i hope he doesn't mind we use his full name his name is ron galland um he says, just found your podcast. Thank you, capital letters. I am a fan of Absinthe. I have a few differences and similar ter- similarities to your tastes. Grab, uh, Grand Ascente is horrid stuff. You can have my $70 bottle if you like. Yeah, have yeah. send it. Please, send yuck, it, send it to me, uh, Dan Lebetter. Thank you. <laughs> says, yuck, yuck, yuck. Well, actually, he says it once. Uh, I do love Kubler and I actually enjoy Lucid. It's not Kubler, but it's a far cry from the nasty La Torment. Keep it up. Very entertaining. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ron. 
Wow, that's a that's a very very nice uh, letter. Yes, and you could uh, you could he has a website www.rongallant.com. That's G A L L A N T dot com. Wow, thank you, Ron, and I'll gladly trade you my uh, uh, half bottle of uh, Le Torment for the. <laughs> he said no. He says maybe maybe you could trade him the what was it the uh, Mephisto for? Oh yes. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do him one better. I'll I'll make a sampler. I'll give him uh, half of my Mephisto and the rest of my Le Torment. For <laughs> I don't uh, think he wants the Le Torment. I'm trying to get rid of it, man. Nobody wants he, it. You know, you could set it to be. I'll you know in a, in an emergency, I'll drink it. I I already have. I've been. I've almost finished that bottle that I gave to my future um, stepdaughter. Oh, really? Because she doesn't drink it, she she wants something better. <laughs> so yeah. I, I actually owe her a another bottle. I have, uh, I'm going to get her some Kubler or something. Can't blame her for that. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. That's all the absinthe news I've got. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think we've. Um, let's see. Did we ever get any? Um, no. Any... We. I think we. Uh, we were. We, we announced late. it too late. Way okay. too late. So if we do get some, we'll save them for next week. Okay, but and we will remember, uh, dear listeners. The next time we will uh, send out uh, a tweet or Facebook stuff uh, well in advance of the show, so you have plenty of time instead of this last minute scramble. Hey, do you I, think we could I, do another one on Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. I don't, All right. I don't well, see why not. Well, they they may get two quickly in a row then. Yeah. Or we we have one in the bag. You never know. Just in no, case. No, I, I would I would rather just release it. Uh, put it into the ether, as they say. Yes. All right. Well, send it out. Send it out to sink or swim. Or if, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back, uh, you'll know it was a bottle of Lily Torment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or or an HP Touch Pad. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know they're selling those for a hundred bucks now. Sixteen. Yeah, but you know, okay. Since they did that, they're gone. They're all and, gone. Yeah, I, I I know someone who actually went and stood in line for one. And by the time they opened the doors, the guys were like, oh, no, dude, we sent those all back to HP last night. Oh. Because HP is giving, ref- you know, giving the, they're buying them back at full price. And then they're, so so I think what it is, is once they get them all back in inventory, you could buy them online. Because if you go to HP.com and and go to buy them, it says they're out of stock, but they have the 99 and the 149 price. Oh, interesting. And so... Our, the rationale was he decided he wanted to buy one, even though he had an iPad. For $99, he'd buy one because it's the same price as buying one of those those um, uh, uh, video um, picture frames. Right. And he's just, I mean, even if he just uses a picture frame, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're still winning. I mean, it's... Yeah, you're still winning because it's a higher resolution screen and does all sorts of other stuff. Plus, you can hack it and download Android to it, too, if you wanted. Can you? Can you run Android on this? There, there are hack uh, hacker people who are doing that. Why Why would you? Because the WebOS is actually, I think, better. Oh. The problem is there's absolutely no programs. Yeah, and there's no updates. So and, you're pretty and you've much... you've got to think... Well, you know what? They they said they're ending it. They didn't, but someone's, I mean, they're probably going to end up selling it, and then someone else is going to develop it. Which would be smart. I know, but here's the, I mean, I used to work for HP. I have very, I'm, I like their PCs. I actually do. I'm, I mean, when I run a Windows machine, I'm usually running an HP. My my current desktop is an HP. I like it a lot. Wow, I did not I used know to that. work for them. 
used to work for them. I didn't want to work for them because in, internally they're screwed up totally, at least the, the part I was working for. All right. I mean, it's just chaos. It's a wonder they get anything done. Um, so I hope that doesn't come back and well, bite me. Welcome, welcome to Jerry's HP rant. Yes, I am going to rant. But so here they, they turn around, they, they buy Palm for $1.2 billion. Right. Which is a lot. That's a lot of zero. Down. I know. They threw away $1.2 billion. That boggles my mind. I know. How does that, that, how does that just, happen? I'm. Well, let's let's spend one point two billion dollars on something. Oh, I've changed my mind. Oh, throw it away. Just throw it away. How, how does that happen in life? It's only money. I just it's think only, it's only one point two billion dollars. That's that's like. <laughs> I just noticed I'm channeling Carl Sagan. <laughs> well, I thought you were billions. And I thought you were channeling Doctor Evil. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Oh, I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking Carl Sagan. Oh, oh. You see, he's talking about billions and billions of stars. Oh. I bet he drank absinthe. He probably did. If he, he didn't, was, he should have. He was a pothead. Did you know that? Oh, Carl Sagan was a pothead? He was a total pothead. Which which goes to show you that, that pot doesn't make you stupid. <laughs> Apparently not, or uh, <laughs> makes you see billions and billions of stars. I don't know. I think what it does is it makes you appreciate the fact that there's billions and billions of stars. Yes. And it makes you appreciate the fact that there are billions and billions of molecules in your fingernails. I think, yeah, I think it's... Stare uh, at it for three hours. I, I think it's, uh, you can appreciate the fact that there's uh, billions and billions of stars and you just sit there staring trying to look at them all. I know. Well, that's what astronomers do. That is true. That is what they, that's what they're all about. I like that. The picture of that girl I put on uh, for episode 31 on the website. Yeah, dude, she was very oh my God. I Okay. The, um, the reason I'm bringing that up is I got that from a website and I want to give them a plug since obviously we are using this for free. Sure. Um, the photo was by Jade Martin. It was one gorgeous photo. Of course, she didn't do the whole thing. There's, there's makeup artists involved. There's this gorgeous model involved, but this is from a website called modelmayhem.com. So if anybody out there is a photographer and you want to find models in your area, makeup artists, you know, anything that has anything to do with modeling and or photography and, and photographers as well, go to Model Mayhem. They're not sponsoring us. I'm just giving them a plug because wow. there are some... It, them and Deviant Art are I've been finding the most incredible pictures from, and of yes. course Deviant Art is just you know it's a it's just a win. Yeah, my uh, my niece uh, posts a lot of her stuff on. No, both both my daughters they have their art up there, and I've put some photography up there. So wow, you Deviant you? <laughs> yeah, I'm a Deviant artist. Wow, because I drink absinthe. In fact, the green fairy that I'm going to be putting up is another deviant art artist. Oh, really? I, when I was I was putting together our virtual reality um, display in Second Life, I I actually went and uh, googled green fairy for the first time in months on and just you know you go to Google and you look for pictures only. Sure. You, it, there's a whole new crop of hundreds of new green fairies that we haven't 
tapped yet. So oh. we're, we're, we're good for green fairies for the next the rest of the year now. So we're set for a while. We're set for green fairies. It was getting slim pickings there for a while, and now suddenly there's a bunch of them again. So Sweet. apparently in the, in the artist world, absinthe is big still. Well, thank you, uh, uh, artists. We yes. appreciate your uh, uh, concern. <laughs> Dan and Jerry, on behalf of, of absinthe, because we are the spokespeople for absinthe. We are. We are like the, the unofficial absinthe spokespeople. We are the de facto unofficial. <laughs> thank you, absinthe people. <laughs> From Dan and Jerry, just thank you. Yes. In fact, Dan and I are both changing our last names to Absinthe. We are. <laughs> I'm going to be Dan Absinthe. And I'm going to be Jerry Absinthe. So deal We're both with it. absinthe-minded. We, we are. Thank you. Good night. Good night.
Absinthe Peoples. How was that? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of that song, but it was by Greg Beaumont, and it was off of his album Wood, which you could find at magnitude.com. Hey, Jerry here. Since we don't have an official sponsor for this episode, I thought I'd throw this in instead. But first, let me set the appropriate mood. It was a dark and stormy night, and there I was, up in a treehouse, banging away at an old manual typewriter. Do you have any idea how hard it is to type on a manual typewriter up in a tree while it's raining? Oh, and did I mention the lightning? But there I was, typing away, while ravens circled around in the air, swooping down through the torrent and trying to snatch the wet pages right out of the typewriter. But I wouldn't let them. I fought them off. Get away from me, you bloody birds! Why? Because it was important. I had a story to tell. And while the typewriter didn't survive, the stories did. And you can read them in the safe, tranquil, storm-free dryness of your giant mansion on either a Kindle a Kindle app on the device of your choice, or from the words imprinted on the remains of a long-dead tree. Don't worry, the tree didn't feel any pain, as far as we know. The one I'm going to recommend to you, mainly because it has absinthe in it, is the novel All You See Is Light. There's three others in the series, and there's also a book of short stories. And, if you're into true stories, there's one called All This in a Bucket of Toads, that one also has Dan in it. Yeah, I dug up a lot of dirt in that one. And toads. Don't worry, it won't give you warts. But you can find all of these on my personal website, cherryjdavis.com books. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. If you don't, they make perfect re-gifts, saving you money and you can claim you know me. I'll vouch for you totally. And if you're just not into books, and you don't like to read, you could still pretend you do and go and give my books a good review on Amazon. Hey, there's as much karma in that as there is in just reading the book. It's a win-win. Meanwhile, I'll be up here in this tree writing the next book while I drink absinthe. Curse you, Alfred Hitchcock! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>